Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line is Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet. Ken, thank you for joining the show. And do you use sea moss, tree moss, or have a fuchsia-colored hat, maybe? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. I only think I caught the tail end of that question, so I'm guessing that was a that was a reference to all the headwear we were debuting on the show tonight and the hats that we're going to put on. Uh, we got another a couple other crazy hats we got from viewers, but uh, I am no longer wearing the overnight's hat. It has been taken off mostly because it hurts my forehead, but uh, still have the still have the spreadsheets in front of me. And and yeah, people have been people have been crazy sending me. Have we ever send you guys hats? Have we ever send you guys like crazy stuff? It's no. been really wild. I wish I was that cool to have hats sent to me. Like, I, <laughs> so I, is that we, the word cool? Yes, is that the word we're looking for. I, don't free, know. I mean, first of all, free, free apparel is always in my in my uh, in my swag. realm of influence. But I saw yeah. I went to your uh, profile maybe like a couple weeks ago. And I was just stalking you, and I look in your bio, and I'm like, send hats to where? I was I was extremely jealous of you having a P.O. box for the hats. So, man, that's that's a good thing. But speaking of hats, can you put your thinking hat on, or cap, rather, for what just happened? College football rankings just, just came out. Um, we've got Georgia number one, Michigan two, Bama three, Cincinnati four. The surprise, I guess, tonight is Oklahoma State is five. I was maybe expecting Notre Dame to get the five, and uh, – but Oklahoma State is five, and Notre Dame is six. And now when Oklahoma State, of course, they beat Oklahoma. Now they get a shot in this one. Like, that's big. They're ahead of Notre Dame, which means that if, you know, if they were to get a win in the Big 12 championship and Georgia wins, they have a chance at the college football playoffs. Yeah, and this is uh, this ranking is interesting. I agree with you that, uh, that, that the Oklahoma State ranking is interesting. Uh, Michigan jumping Alabama, I guess, would be kind of like the other news, I guess, that happened there. But um, – I think the coolest thing about this ranking is that it sets up a weekend where like every single spot is in play. Basically only one team has clinched a berth in the playoff, uh, which is Georgia. I think everybody kind of unanimously agrees. Even if Georgia loses to Alabama, even if it's a hundred to nothing, which it won't be the score, but if they lost a hundred to nothing, uh, they would probably still be in. They'd probably be the four in that situation. So three spots are open and you have, like a bevy of teams that have no experience in the playoff all trying to get those spots. So I think we're, we're set up for, in the history of college football, there's been a couple situations where, now this is before the playoff, but for the national championship uh, where, you know, there were a lot of teams. There was like one year where like Kansas State, everybody thought they were going to be the number one team. They lose like really close to the end of the season. UCLA thought they might win the national title. Cade McNown was their quarterback, went on to play for the Bears. They lose in the last week of the season. When teams that were not used to being in the spotlight – have to win in these like must win pressure grinder situations. Yeah. It can oftentimes create like wild results that are really unexpected. So there's a bunch of different ways that this can play out, honestly. And, and you know, I have kind of my opinions on how I think it's going to play out, but just as like a, a starting point, the idea that like Oklahoma state and Cincinnati and Michigan are all playing in games where they are favored, right. but where like it would not to- not really be out of the realm of possibility for the other team to win. All are basically 10-point favorites or less, and in college football, that's not really a big margin. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because the line in the SEC championship game is six or six and a half, depending on what book you use for Georgia versus Alabama. And to me, it's it's an interesting line because we spoke with Patrick Everson last night, and he said basically all of the odds makers that he spoke to even though they might feel that the numbers should be higher, they're very reluctant to set the line any higher than seven or seven and a half because of how many 
Alabama betters, how many Alabama backers will jump all over them. Uh, I am a little bit suspect on that line just because of how good, how dominant Georgia has looked and how, I guess, not weak Alabama has looked, but not normal Alabama dominance. Um, What do you think about this line in this matchup, given what you've seen with your own two eyes this season? Yeah, well, it's a fascinating point that you make, Trista, about odds makers being like, this can't be six and a half. Like, it has to be more. Like, they all watch Georgia this year, right? And you watch Georgia. Um, well, let me ask you a question. Like, what do you think the difference between these teams are? Like, you're, you're running, like, Trista book, and you can, you can open whatever you want. And, and oh, it's about, like, about to get real disrespectful It's about to get real disrespectful, Aki. Please brace yourself. So, I, I stayed up late to take the six. So, that the line would have to be for me to be interested in taking Alabama – Okay. Closer to eight. Sure. I think more than a touchdown on Alabama. I think we're actually probably on the same side in terms of our opinion on the game. Uh, I think if it was more than a touchdown, I would also be very interested in Alabama. So I think that's part of what Patrick was alluding to is like, man, we make it, we make it a touchdown. We make it seven and a half. Like I can just tell you my number in the game is a little less than a touchdown. So I, I would take Alabama like immediately in that situation. Yeah. Um, a couple of dynamics in the game that are really interesting from a betting standpoint. Uh, I think I'm actually going to have a bet on the under of this game. I've not quite decided. I've not made a bet. I've not bet the game yet, but I think I'm going to be on the under the more I think about it. My projection says like screams to bet the under in the game. These championship games can function a little differently. Neutral sites, sometimes fast tracks versus where a lot of these teams play on like natural grass and crowds. We don't really have that dynamic when we're playing in you know Atlanta or in Indianapolis or where some of these other games are going to take place Vegas for the Pac-12 title game so sometimes that can make scoring a little weird but I do think I'm going to have a bet on the under and it's uh you know we had a couple guests on the show tonight who brought this up if you watch like Alabama's offensive line the entire year it's probably been one of the worst offensive lines in the Nick Saban era right and going against Georgia's defensive line like it was part of the handicap originally for me but I was like well, maybe like Alabama's downfield passing can scare Georgia more. I mean, it'll scare them more than any other team they played, but like, does that mean a lot? Like, is that enough to, to create a bet necessarily? And I, I just keep going back to that trench battle. And like when the ball is snapped on every, on every play that Alabama has the ball on every series of downs, what is the line of scrimmage going to look like in this yeah. game? I think that's a really interesting point in terms yeah. of it's, it's Georgia dominance every snap. And like when you're, when that's the way the game is being played, then, like, how, how can you bet Alabama at under a touchdown? So uh, I understand why the line is what it is. If I had to bet the game at six and a half or six, I'd probably bet Georgia. I do think I will actually have a bet on the under at more than 50, about 50 and a half, 51. So not like a ton of action for me necessarily in the game, but agree. It's like absolutely fascinating. And I'm sure you guys will be talking about this too. If Alabama loses, are we sure they're out? <laughs> like, are we sure about that? And obviously it depends on who else loses and what else happens. I just mentioned all the craziness that could take place with those other teams that are unfamiliar with being in this situation. I would like to, we had Adam Rittenberg from ESPN on the show and he goes, if Alabama loses and they're in, I have lost all faith and credibility yeah. in the college football playoff. And Nick and I were both kind of like, well, you're right. But won't they make it anyway? <laughs> like, won't they actually still be in anyway? So I'm not. I don't even know if they're dead if they lose here, depending on who else wins, which is another wild dynamic. This is like play here. this is like the Supreme Court, Ken, where it's like we have to have some faith in the system yeah. to function. The institutions, Trista. It's it, all about the, it's inter- the, the institution. institution. When right, we can't, yeah. when we start to lose faith in that this structure is even real, is this a sham? Is the college football playoff a faith, sham? Faith and credibility doesn't sell. 
That is not sexy. Yeah. Alabama is what sells. And that's what that's why I completely understand. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And and going back to that point, like I want to take Alabama so freaking bad, Ken. Like I'm oozing. Like when when Everson came on the show yesterday and was like, I don't see it getting to a seven and a half. I like text him after the show. I was like, Are you sure you're never gonna see a seven? Like if I get a seven and a half, it's wraps. But I've watched this Bama team give up seven sacks last week to Auburn. Like this is a this is an offensive line that has a history. Like all the guys are going straight to the league. Like just historically great offensive lines. You have seven sacks to Auburn. That's equivalent to like now you're facing Georgia. That's like if you gave up seven sacks to Quinn Mayo, Trista Creek, and Cameron Gray, and now you're going up against I don't know actual defensive ends that that yeah. that do this. Like it's such a huge difference. But man, I I have no stats, trends, numbers that are telling me that Alabama is even going to keep this close. But with the line being like, I don't know what to trust more. Is it the fact that they don't want Alabama backers to come in at seven and a half? Or neutral location, Nick Saban, like, really might have these guys up. Like, that rant that he had earlier this year talking about the fact that, you know, they want us to blow out teams by 50 and 60. We're just not that team. Like, but we win games. That kind of has me, like, that just sticks in the back of my head. Like, Bama might, is there any chance that you think Bama actually wins? Like, what would your percentage be that Bama wins this game? And then what happens if Bama wins this game? Like, Georgia's still going to make it, like you said. If Kirby Smart gets blown up by 50, it doesn't really matter. They're still going to make it. But if Bama wins this game, like, how does that change your opinion of the entire college football playoffs in general? Because Georgia's been the dominant team all year long. Yeah, and I think if, so if Bama wins, the path to victory is basically their defense. So, I mean, and they have plenty of playmakers. Will Anderson might be one of the best defensive players in the country. Yeah. If they, their path to winning is to literally win like an LSU Alabama game of the century type final score. Yeah. Like they need to win like 10 7. Because they're just like, how many points is Alabama going to score in the game? And like, right, cool, Bryce Young's awesome. But, like, he's not awesome with these guys chasing after him on every single play. And Alabama hasn't been able to run the balls effectively. So, like, how many points realistically is Alabama going to score? The one dynamic is, like, they could shut Georgia out because, like, anybody elite could probably shut Georgia out, to be honest. Like, that's just kind of the way this season has functioned. The defense has just played so well. They've been so many advantageous situations. If, they, if Alabama does win, just to answer your question really quick, um, it would be very interesting. I think your final rankings would look something like, uh, Al- I think, it is possible that Alabama would actually move to the one spot if that happens because they would give Georgia their only loss. It would depend on how much Michigan wins by against Iowa probably. But you could see something like Alabama one, then Georgia and Michigan playing in the two, three. Yeah. And then who like whichever of the Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati you want to throw in would actually be Alabama's opponent. That sets up amazingly for Alabama the yeah. way the game plays out. Um, it kind of depends because I think the one thing they won't want to do is have Georgia-Alabama play a rematch on semifinal weekends. They definitely – we've had this happen before, actually. Yeah. They will 100% be on opposite sides because it's way better for television for them to not play each other again when we just saw it. So if, if Alabama wins, it won't be 2-3. And I don't think they would put, like, Michigan-Georgia 1-4. So I think Alabama actually becomes the number one team if that happens. But obviously crazy stuff. You know what's interesting about this matchup and that you talked about the path for Alabama winning is for them to go into, like, a – nine nine six type of a game tw- tw- 12 seven strange strange things so how do you think that that matchup influences the potential Heisman vote for say a Bryce Young because it, it's not a scenario where he's going to ball out and it's the last thing that we see that influences voting real quick yeah, no, I think that's a really good question I, my opinion is that I think the Heisman has already decided um, and I think that 
because Bryce Young is playing an extra game and C.J. Stroud, who is the only other player who can win, is not playing an extra game and did not take his team to the conference title, I actually think that decides the argument before we even know what happens in this game. Like, to me, the Bryce Young drive against Auburn, even if you don't think it was, like, that amazing because Auburn's not very good and they're, like, you know, a six-win team, basically, that's the Heisman moment of the season. Yes, it is. Is that Bryce Young needed to go 98 yards to get his team in the playoff. And he did. Mm -hmm. And they were able to execute in the most pressurized situation possible. To me, that decided the award. And if he struggles against Georgia – everyone will be very quick to say it's the, it's the best defense, like one of the best defenses we've ever right. seen. Mm-hmm. And he struggled against them. And oh, by the way, CJ Stroud didn't play this weekend. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah. we're going to reward him for not getting there to not getting to Indianapolis. So I understand that like the market's still open. You can bet on Bryce Young. He's a big favorite. I mean, I honestly can't even dream of a stat line where CJ Stroud would beat him when one advances to the title game and the other doesn't. And we have that drive as like the memorable moment of the season. So Ken, uh, we got to go, but I say Aiden Hutchinson, Value play late, could late, be playing the steam on him, right? Hey, Old clap pounding the table for him. Hey, yeah. I'm I'm going to bat for him, man. He could be him playing. New York. Some... Invite him to he'd come in third. That's cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Hey, Ken, thank you so much for joining the show, man. Good luck on your show. Your show, you guys are incredible, and also good luck on overnights. I heard your Michigan State pick. I'm definitely gonna play that as soon as we hit commercial break. Thank you for joining the show, big dog. Thanks, Ken. Of course. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That was Ken Barkley on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.